Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Mike Stevenson back with Not Enough Mike's first podcast of 2021. Woo! 2020. What do you got? What do you got? You're gone. You're in the rear view. I don't even want to get into any of that. I hope everybody had a nice Christmas, New Year's. Uh, if you haven't heard from me for a while, it's well, it's because it was busy. And it's probably a bit about a bit a month since I released the last one uh, with Corbin Harris, which was fantastic. So if you haven't listened, take a listen to that. That's uh, he's a fascinating guy uh, and a lot of cool stuff there. But uh, I must say, I'm not going to get into. So I love you, man. Here too much, but it's been a rough go for me over the last you know month, six weeks, just mentally. I know that this uh, pandemic hits everybody at a different time, and I think it hit me this time over the holidays, it was, it was, uh, is a bit of a rough go. Not that everything's not great. And, you know, I don't love everything, but it was hard. And, uh, it's oftentimes not knowing why it was hard holidays, triggers, certain things along those lines. So, um, I hope that whoever, um, spent some time with family, I hope everybody got a chance to make sure you do that. Make sure you're reaching out to your friends, make sure you're saying hi. And again, Fuck, I hate all these New Year's resolutions where everybody puts up a picture of fucking girl in a bikini and they're like, live, love, laugh, shine bright, that douchebaggy stuff. I'm not saying that because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I know how I feel. And I've experienced a lot of different things. And so what I know is important is reaching out when you're having uh, some troubles. So life's good, but we struggle. We all struggle. Somebody has the common cold that turns into depression for somebody else where you're just fucking man down for a week. I have that. I have that. I'm medicated for that actually. And I'm not uh, shy to admit that. So if you don't like it, fast forward to, you can listen to the sports part, but I am, I take this stuff to help me level my moods. Why? Because I have an issue with it. And I'm again, as I mentioned to you, no shame. And if you have shame by admitting that that's okay, because it's not an easy thing to talk about. But it should be. be, and I think it's becoming more and more apparent as we move forward that it is okay to talk about that you're normal if you feel fucked up, you know, hopefully it's more often than not, but if it is, reach out, talk to somebody. And I want to share something with you here about reaching out to people. If you want to reach out to somebody and you want to help somebody prepare yourself, not just prepare yourself for what the other person is going to say. Part, part of that, but prepare yourself of how you can be a friend and an understanding of the situation. Do a little bit of reading. If you truly want to help your friends, I know firsthand you sometimes feel that just people don't get it. And I think that's a lot of people feel. And a lot of the conversations I've had, I've had a lot of people when I went a year without drinking, I had tons of messages from people just kind of talking to me about it. And what's often is the same between everybody is that you just don't feel that somebody else gets it. So what I would suggest to people is to really try and get an understanding and listen and ask a lot of questions as far as like, what can you, what can you do to help? That's the best part. So with all this mental health stuff over the holidays, 2020, Christmas, new years, it's weird, man. It's fucked up. And is it going to get easier? Yeah, I think so. We're turning a corner, but guess what? This is real life. And these things don't go away, whether there's a pandemic or everything's grand and dandy. Don't let Instagram fool you. Not everybody's happy. I promise you that I live that <laughs> I was forced to force to post pictures before, uh, where we weren't happy, 
I uh, just got in a fight. No, I got to do it for the gram. No, it's not real life. So never base anything that you see on that because everybody's struggling behind the scenes to certain extents, of course, but um, something to think about. I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer here because this, you came here to listen to a sports podcast, but a lot of guys listen to this and girls um, and know that it's all right to feel that way. And I'm sharing that with you because maybe even if it helps one person feel a little bit better about things, that's all that matters. So learn about it. But <laughs> without further ado, me and Mitch got back together. You know what makes me happy? Talking about hoops. You know what makes you really fucking happy? Talking about hoops and football. So we talk a little bit about uh, football, what's been going on recently. Basically that the Giants should shut their mouths <laughs> over Philly tanking. Um, some A uh, little bit of the playoff picture. I don't want to step on it too much because me and a couple buddies who I'll name later are coming on. They may or may not be the first mics on the show. And guess what? There's two of them. And, and... Their last names start with an S. Three MSs, not enough mics plus Ss. So that's going to be fun. One of the guys uh, is a sports reporter as well to come on here. So we're just getting that set up. It's probably going to be on Friday. But me and Mitchie talked uh, a lot of football and then uh, actually a lot of basketball. First part's football. Um, and then we get into basketball, mainly talking on Raptors, a little bit of the Lakers, mainly a lot of the main teams and some storylines and um what's been going on the last couple of weeks a lot of great uh story points topics to talk about and just a lot of fun to get back into the swing of it and record another podcast because it's just well it makes you feel good to talk sports with your buddies and release a podcast and if all you guys or any of you guys are listening to this and you're taking the time to listen i appreciate that and that's not just fucking blowing smoke up your ass i do i do appreciate every listen every message i get uh, if I'm busy and I don't get back to you, uh, for whatever reason, I still saw it and I still appreciate it. And, and thank you so much. There's a lot of good podcasts out there, tons of good material, tons of great content to listen to. It's impossible to keep up. So if you're making the choice to listen to this one, thank you. Don't forget either rank this podcast. It helps. I appreciate it. Um, the highest we got, I think was uh 42nd sports podcast, in North America. That was pretty good. Um, obviously as things become busier, it's dropped a little bit. That's not what it's all about. It's about you guys listening and to and enjoying it and sharing conversations, which is what me and Mitch do coming up right now. Rank it, Spotify, or sorry, on Spotify. If you listen to it on Spotify, Apple, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Hope everyone's doing well. Talk to you soon. Peace. Too many MCs, not enough mics. Yeah, uh, so I'm talking to Mitch right now. If you've listened to our NBA pods before, so what's hey, up? Buddy. So thanks coming back. Thanks. So did you watch the uh, the World Juniors? We wa- we were talking. We had a good text thread. We hadn't like we've been back and forth just tagging each other yeah. in uh, in Instagrams as as we always do. But yesterday yeah. we had a good uh, text thread. What did you think of that World Juniors game? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see the first period, and then I watched the second and the third. Um, I don't know. I hadn't. I watched. I didn't see the semifinal at all, and I watched the quarters against the Czechs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought that the U.S. just kind of outworked them a bit, and it was going to be a tight game anyway. And they just kind of got a couple of bounces their way. But I don't. I don't know. I wasn't. I, I kind of feel like I, I honestly can't remember the last few years of what the results end up being. But I just kind of feel like that's kind of the thing with Canada or with this tournament for them as of late or the last like chunk of time i can remember they're just kind of it's almost too easy for the first chunk of time and then they don't seem to show up at 
times when they need to. But oh, and four against the Americans in the gold medal game. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> I guess I mean, I, feel, I I honestly feel like those kids though, like just feel that pressure so much more. <laughs> oh yeah, and I think it's, it's probably fair. even that much more difficult with there being no fans. I feel like you just For once sure. you're you're really under the even though I think fans almost calms it down, but I feel like just individually you're under the microscope that much more just cuz you can hear everything. Here's a second yeah. question. Here's a second question for you. Did you even care about this year's World Juniors? <laughs> cuz I No, didn't. I mean I didn't. I, I didn't really. I guess I feel like it's always like I remember being a kid and like waking up on Boxing Day and that was like a thing that you looked forward to. And I just feel like maybe it's just the way the world was this year. I, I also, to be honest with you, like, granted, I'm a Habs fan, and they didn't last very long in the whole playoff thing last time. But for some reason, to Weird. me, That's so watching strange. with no fans is really brutal. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. yeah I don't know what it is about watching it on TV where there's no fans at all. Because it's not even like I think it's necessarily a sport where the fans are, like, a huge part of it, necessarily. Not, not compared to other sports, in my mind, anyway. but. Um, but yeah, just watching it just kind of like dulls it down for me. I don't know. Yeah. Hockey's a tough one, especially when they don't have the addition of the noise. Like at least we get away with it in the NBA yeah. because they have an NFL where they have the yeah. home court noise, but the, the background noise kind of inserted laughter, like friends or something. You don't have that. And it's so, it's, yeah. it's very, very dry. This is the first year that I really haven't cared. And I just, I felt just because it's like you're obligatory viewership uh, being Canadian. It's like, you have to watch the world juniors uh, gold medal game. So I did. Um, But I didn't care. I didn't, I didn't care about it at all. I was uh, not to sound like a douchebag and throw a name out, but I texted uh, Duffy and he's just like, it's the strangest thing ever. He's like, it's (laughs) it's fucked up. Like he didn't say fucked. He didn't swear, but he was just like, it's, it's messed up um, watching this. It just feels Like I know every game that doesn't have that doesn't have fans feels off. He's like, but this one especially yeah, felt like yeah. just really, really strange. I could see it. I could see it. But well, Americans win again. Good for them. They look great. They look great. Yeah, yeah. They look they look just look like they just have that extra gear, that extra step. They seem stronger. And then the Canadians just seem classic Canadiana where they were just like too polite. Like nobody wanted to pull the <laughs> nobody wanted to pull the trigger and they're like, oh, I just want to make that extra pass and where they weren't being as aggressive enough. I'm not yeah, a, I'm not a hockey guy from my one game watching the world juniors. <laughs> nobody gives a shit about uh about my insight. Um and then well what was I gonna say? This weekend we have uh NFL matchups. Yes. Six of them. Brown, yeah. did you hear the news about the Browns coach? No, what happened? So Stefanski, COVID, he won't be coaching. Okay. I I literally just read something saying that the, all like none of the Browns tested. Everyone was back for them, and that they're like ready to rock. No, nope. but I didn't get that about the coach though. No, nope. so offensive tackle, all pro offensive tackle. I forget his name. I don't know any offensive lineman name, <laughs> names, yeah. especially from the Browns, and then Stefanski. I think there's a couple wow. other that get they can't play. So they so the Browns after 18 years get into the playoffs, all this hope, and their coach isn't going to even be there. Sounds about right, doesn't it? It, it sounds <laughs> like the most Browns. It sounds like the most Browns thing ever. Yeah. Uh, it's oh man, poor. I I still think they can win though, because I think yeah. Yeah. I, uh, any that whole any given Sunday. 
type mentality. I think all the games are going to be played up until that point. Everybody's going to be watching. And I think if the Browns go up early, like let's say they get a, a fortuitous bounce, fumble, whatever it might be, and they go up by 10, Pittsburgh's going to start thinking, holy fuck, we're playing the Browns, who we beat 20, <laughs> 22 of the last 23 times. We're in our barn, and we're going to lose to a team with no head coach. Like, this can't happen. And they might start seeing the shadows and uh, and and maybe not play as well. But I, I still, if I had to put 100 bucks on it, I'm going Pittsburgh. But I'd really like to see the Browns win. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Another uh chat where i think we we're somewhat on the same page i, I want to find some topics that we disagree on because a lot of the thinking a lot of the chat debates that we have we're very in line with this, this thinking so we got philly and washington philly and yeah. washington is if people have heard maybe they haven't heard about uh philly pulling jalen hurts like he's a fucking mvp uh yeah. At, yeah. The, at the end of the game like he's gonna build this huge this huge charge comeback and everybody's pissed off that it looked like Maybe they were, maybe they weren't that Doug Peterson and the Phillies, or sorry, that the Eagles were um, tanking. So I think there's four questions here. Tanking, yeah. tanking, <laughs> tanking being the first one. Everyone tanks. And like you look at tank for Trevor, Jets, all-time classic Jets, they fucked that up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the, the next question is, fuck off, Giants. You just need to win more games to be in, yeah. the, to be in, the, to be in the mix. And how about you go above 500 and then you can start talking about being in the playoffs. Yeah. Next question, integrity of the game. We know that people tank and there was all this blasphemy about the integrity of the game. Hey, on to my next, on to my next question about it is that guess what? It's a business and sports second. So business situation. And I know that you don't want to always intertwine those two types of things, but Hey, yeah. gu Hey, guess what? Philly as an organization got the fifth pick rather than the 11th pick. You look at yes. what you look at what some of the players did on the weekend. They like, uh, uh, Tom Brady threw like three little shovel passes to Antonio Brown. Yeah. So you could get a quarter million. So ultimately it's a business and it's money first. So I don't see any issue with it. What's your, you told me your thoughts on this, but let me, let me know what you think. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, we didn't talk about the business versus, um, other side of it that much, but I, I, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I don't, I don't know if it's who's telling him to make that decision, but at the end of the day, if you make that decision, cause you're getting told to because of fifth, like fifth versus 11th, is kind of a big jump. You know what I mean? Like it is. That's, that's one that makes you think like about doing it or not. Um, I don't know. I, I agree. I like, I can't remember which giant player it was, but it was like one of the few that actually, um, like tweeted out about kind of not not caring, but say the same thing you did. Like, well, maybe if we if we want to have an opinion on this whole thing, then we should win more than five or six games or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, like, it's very um, true. And, yeah, and like you said, like I don't I don't know. Like, is is are the Philly is Philly that delusional that they thought that like that Jalen Hurts was that much better of their situation like he had thrown like what was it i don't know it was like 72 yards passing through three quarters like they hadn't done anything i understand that the other guy coming in with the fourth stringer and obviously their first two possessions after that happened um were turnovers i think maybe you, maybe if you're making that move if you're the head coach you do it at halftime maybe it looks a little less shitty i don't know it was a weird it was, the only thing i would say is the timing is weird but at the end of the day i just it's one of those things that's been happening for we're talking about for like three days now and i just find myself reading about it find myself doing whatever i'm like god i'm playing right like who the fuck cares it's the <laughs> nfc east 
and a bunch of garbage football with a bunch of people who can't win. It's irrelevant. Like it's so true. The only the only relevant part, the only thing relevant in anyone's world is basically. I mean, obviously, sorry, that, that sounds bad because it, it was relevant to Washington or the Giants. But overall, the, the relevancy for Philly was about that pick, and they got it. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, yeah, if we're talking from a business standpoint, and you're clearly in the situation where you are about to undergo a giant rebuild, then you have to look at that opportunity to do that. Completely. And what does that number five pick look if you got to trade a few assets to get the two pick, three pick? You know, it's easier, yeah, well, it's uh, easier to trade up. Easier to trade up yeah. than with that with that eleventh. So, yeah. especially when you're them and you're thinking, or everyone's saying that Carson Wentz is getting traded. I don't know. That's interesting. All of a sudden, to someone, I'm sure, mm-hmm. wouldn't be a shocking thing if the Jets did that's something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where old old Wentz, he, old Ginger goes. He had the one. Yeah. He had the one good year, and then now. Yeah. It's, that it's poor amazing. guy. <laughs> that, that, that poor, poor, guy. poor guy. I don't feel so bad for him with that uh, that con- or that contract that he signed. No, I, no. I just uh, yeah. What a, like that's also just seems like such a, like you're the starting quarterback for Philly. That's just how you win your Super Bowl. It's just uh, having an MVP caliber year and then blowing your knee out and doing it on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Right. There you go. I think ultimately what we can both agree on is, hey, Giants fans, shut up. Shut yeah, up! Exactly. Shut up! Stop! Like, stop complaining! New York sports mentality. Yeah, God, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> stop! Stop complaining. If you had like an eleven and four record and you didn't get in because of sure. some some bullshit, sure, then I'll listen to you and I'll maybe have some a slightest bit of empathy for you. Right now, none, none, <laughs> especially because my Niners got ravaged with injuries <laughs> yeah. and I should be the most bitter person ever. But I just like kind of put my hands up in the air. It was like this is going to be one of those years. And yep. you just have to accept it, which leads us into another thing that we were, that were probably the main thing that we're going to talk about today. It kind of coincides with, you know, is this just a nothing year or with regards to tanking, it's our Raptors starting off the year. Um, <laughs> one in five. Yeah. One in and five. Play Phoenix tonight too. That could be a real quick one in six. It could be a very quick one in six. So, I know you, I didn't want to show off my math skills and you chirped me for it last night. So that gets 12 and six does 12 and 60 over the course of the year. I told you I got a, a new abacus over Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You asshole. <laughs> but we talk, you asked me the question, you had the, the question is right now, and there's always a uh, hype and basketball's back. So everybody's excited. Everybody's watching, you yeah. know, everybody's tuned in and is it too early to panic? But when is too late to panic? I'd say it's probably too early to panic. Yeah. The problem is, I feel like the reason that the panic is happening is because it feels like it's like, it doesn't feel almost like two separate seasons. It kind of feels like last, like the playoffs from the bubble the first time has kind of rolled into this year. Mm. Especially mm. for like, especially for a team like the Raptors. Like, that, like Siakam looks the same as Siakam looked in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. which is a huge issue, obviously. <laughs> um, yes. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I guess, here comes like the business conversation again side of it. Like, what are you really trying to accomplish in the East this year? If you're the Raptors, yeah. I, I don't like. What do you want to do? You want to come in fourth or fifth? Like, it, I I don't think they're at the top anymore. Um, I, I mean, I think when they play well, they are. But at the end of the day, I kind of feel like <clears throat> a lot of the teams who made it decently far in the bubble, who had to restart this season so quickly i feel like you could argue that they've all kind of look a little 
slower or like not quite as interested or um, maybe it's like conserving things or not, not as into it. But the difference is that the other teams that can afford to do that because they have just natural scores on their team mm-hmm. or just, or just bigger name, like high profile talent. And like, I don't think like, I think the Lakers look good, but I don't think that like AD and LeBron are doing anything crazy right now. I think Kawhi is kind of just being, I mean, Kawhi, I guess it's different. He kind of does this every year, but, um, well, the he, Clippers, he just plugs, yeah. he just plugs himself in. <laughs> He's just a yeah. robot. He just wonders what, how much charge he gets overnight. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, with the Raptors, I guess I feel like a lot of the teams, like who have they played so far? So they played, so they, so their losses so far. So again, going back to hitting the panic button. So they've only, yeah. so they've lost by five. They lost by five to uh, New Orleans, lost by five yeah. to, sorry, Sorry, no, lost by 14 to the, the Pelicans. Lost well, by they lost to f- twice, right? Yeah, and then lost yeah. by um, five to San Antonio. Lost by seven to Philly. It was a good team. Beat, yep. the, beat the Knicks 183. And when I turned that game uh, I turned that game on, they were losing in the third quarter. And how they came back and won that was, uh, was pretty impressive. And then, sorry, and then they lost. Again, sorry, the Pelicans, that was, I think, preseason. The Pelicans, or no preseason, Pelicans by four and then Boston most recently by eight by 12. Yeah. Like, I mean, also there was that chunk, there was that one stretch like the first three games, maybe mm-hmm. where it was just brutal. Like it looked decent until like the fourth quarter and they just shut down. And I think the problem too, is that like they don't have, they don't have that score anymore. Like they just don't have someone to give the ball to. And that's kind of, Say what you want about, obviously Kawhi is gone. He was that guy. And then say what you want about DeMar DeRozan, but he was that guy too, right? Like, you, that's who you give the ball to. Like, I think Van Vliet has played really well and, or like, scored more than I thought he would so far this year. Kind of, I think, because he has to and because Siakam has just been not really super relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think if they're not stopping people, which, again, they don't seem to have that fire to really defend a ton right now. Um, and I think that they're also a team that, and we talked about this, I think, in the playoffs last, the first bubble time, was that they're a team that feeds off their crowd very much and to not have them and to be in Tampa. Like, I just feel like they they kind of just don't care to an extent. Everyone on that team that kind of, like, matters just signed big contracts. I don't know. I feel like they've just kind of, they've just kind of gone a little soft. Yeah, they're beige. They're beige this year. Yeah. There, yeah. There's no real spark. Lowry, who was generally that spark, is a little bit older. Yeah. Um, you know, Van Vliet's playing well. Like you said, you need that score, and guys are getting their points um, within the rotations as they normally are. Um, mm-hmm. Within, like, Van Vliet, he's averaging, what, 21.8. Uh, Lowry, what is he, 18.7, 8, 17.6, 12.7 for Boucher. But the way they're getting their points is just within the system, but you need that star. So I think the question asked earlier too, like panic button. Yeah. And I think it's way too early to push the panic button, but I think within 20 games, like you said, like, what do we want to be? Like, do we, do we off offload some of these salaries and say, Hey, we're just going to go for even a top eight draft pick or, or, or where do we go? Where do we go? I think at this point, the, like, the other problem is that 
it's just it's just that classic like we I feel like we've had this conversation so many times. It's that classic Toronto like basketball mentality that they just were so scared of everyone leaving and no one coming to Toronto. Which mm-hmm. to be fair has happened pretty much every single time other than Kyle Lowry. <laughs> yeah. But but like I feel like like you just sit there now and you're like, Christ, do we spend our money where we should have? Like do we like like I like OG. And but I think like that's a lot like that's a lot of money to give but overall you just look at the contract, it just seems like a lot of money to give a bunch of people without any of that money really going to a score. And I think maybe the problem was they thought that's what Siakam was and they probably I bet you would not give him that same contract if you asked them again today and didn't necessarily realize just how much he needed a guy like Kawhi or a guy to have like draw attention to him. Um but yeah, I think like you gotta I think you gotta do something I mean, I think they're close to a rebuild anyway, ish. And I think like we had that conversation. Like they're the main guys they've signed are young and you're gonna try to get some good guys in the draft. Do you do you try to get rid of some money to try to get someone? I don't know. I I I lean towards if it stays this way, like if they're kind of like seven and sixteen kind of thing, I probably I'd say probably if you try to because there are so many teams right now who are just dying to win. You know what I mean? Like, who would give up probably some decent picks or something for what they think is a missing piece to be able to beat the Lakers or beat the Clippers or beat the Bucks or whatever it is. It's so true. Um, we have we have like the ultimate kind of second line role player lineup ever. Yeah, that absolutely. could, that, like you said, that could fit into any lineup. Like you, you put Siakam on the Lakers. You watch him just expl- yeah. You watch him explode, right? You put him yeah. on the Nets, he'd play well. Uh, where, wherever Philly, he'd play well. Lowry, yeah. Van Vliet, OG, Boucher. You plug all these guys in as the second or third guy, they're going to probably have the best year of their life. So that's right. Yeah, I would be completely okay with pulling the plug. Pulling the yeah. plug, give the give the franchise another facelift. Lots of yeah. uh, lots of free agents for 2021. Maybe we'll, we'll lure Kawhi back <laughs> into yeah. the six. We'll just start offering free meals again in the streets of Toronto. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then see if he come back. But I guess there's lots of lots of time, not not a chance to hit the panic button. I do like the way Boucher is playing. I really, really like his game. 12.5 points, uh, six rebounds, and one assist, but a two and a half blocks. Yeah, yeah, long. Yeah, and that's in 20 minutes of play. So his per is 24.26. So, like, for example, like um, AD and LeBron's per is right around that number as well. So for his minutes that he's playing, and obviously as the minutes go up, that's a lot more challenging to maintain that. But um, that's a good sign from him. So if there's anybody to hang on to, young, contract's good with him, hang on to him. But everybody else, like, you know, we talked about, do we want to see Lowry's jersey hanging up in the Raptors? Yes, and I think that'll happen. But but do we want him to retire with the Raptors? It would be nice. It would be a great story. But I could see him being gone February before the trade deadline, maybe trying to chase another chip. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just think, like, even even that you're just talking about Boucher, like, it's just, again, it's just an extension of, like, that team was so perfectly built yeah. To to be such like to be a unit and and Masai saw his opportunity to get his Kawhi because that was the one missing piece they had was mm-hmm. a guy like that and he did it and all those guys around had like they all just I feel like they just all played for each other and all 
played to their role in a perfect way. Obviously, you got the Golden State injuries that happened, blah, 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 whatever. You win. You win as a team. That's how you won that championship. It's the only way that Toronto, those guys are ever going to win a championship is being those role guys. The problem is, like, you can't, with the amount of talent in the East especially, but also just in the league in general and how many, I'd say, quote-unquote, super teams there are or, like, star-studded teams, like, you just can't be a team full of role guys and win without someone to lean on. So, like, do you think you can get another one of those and compete? Then maybe. If not, then try to get some draft picks. Like, look like look at what New Orleans and Oklahoma City do. Like, something like that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing. We, and we talked about that. It's hard to get a, a grasp, too, on some of the, the draft picks this year. Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah, my, sure. college, my college basketball, I used to be – I used to watch college basketball – Every day oh, yeah. was into it. And then now once they've kind of diverted from the, you know, you know, freshman to senior and to the one and done, I've, I've had a hard time following it to see yeah. these classes, to see really how, how good they are. Cause once they're there for a year and then they're gone. So it's a hard time to follow it, but I don't know what, do you know if this next draft class, like what it's looking like and how strong they look? I have no idea. No, I, just, I, I feel the same way. Like I feel like I was, I've gone down in terms of every year, not even just about like the COVID stuff, but just like I used to spend every, uh, every chance I had watching college basketball. And I just, I don't know very much about it at all right now. And, and the thing is like, it just seems like it goes in waves of, I know, I know it's kind of leaned more towards that way in the past or the last chunk of, let's say decade, but like the drafting on potential versus drafting on mm-hmm. proven guys. And, um, which I, I get it to an extent, but at the same time, there's just not those names anymore, really, in college basketball that you just that you're just waiting. For. Like, there's no even even the one and done. Like, who are the one and dones who have done anything recently? I guess Wiseman would be kind of your the one that you think of from yeah. the last couple. But even before, like, like there's no more. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like towns. Even I feel like if you go or, back even further with like towns, would be, yeah, would towns, be another like, guy. Yeah. Kentucky guys, or even like when Andrew Wiggins was at Kansas, like just kind of like that situation. Kevin Durant in Texas, like just those situ- situations where you're like, hey, like this guy, like we're waiting for these guys. Like you don't get a draft class like they used to anymore. No, and there's, there's just too much money at stake, right? Too, exactly, which which is fair. Like I I, I get that. Like you, you're a player, like is your choice. Like, and you see the injuries that happen and how quickly careers cannot be careers. And you're like, well, would I rather get in there and try to make quick 50 million while like still healthy for a couple of years and not be a college basketball legend or would I rather stay here for a couple of years? So yeah. I think it's pretty, I don't think that's even a question for any of them, but <laughs> yeah. What, what, what would we do? <laughs> what would we oh, do? Exactly. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was waiting for the call actually for the, for the, for the draft this year. Did they, yeah, like, did they text you? Did they text, did they text you looking for me? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. character reference. <laughs> From my time sitting at your bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> A great guy. Consistent. Consistency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you say Lamello? Yeah, I said Lamello. <laughs> so. So I made a, a bet with Mitch. I'm already down 40 bucks. Haven't forgotten about it. <laughs> haven't forgot. I just like, I'm too bitter to pay. And I know you probably hate that, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. Um, so rookie of the year, I made this bet. I may have had a couple cocktails and I bet LaMelo who's plus 700 to win rookie of the year against the field. What am I thinking? 
I, I don't know. That's why I took the bet. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I think what I, do you think so? I still, you know, I, I still kind of feel strong on that. I'm going to stand behind. I'm going to stand behind it. I think Charlotte. They beat Brooklyn. Uh, Wiseman. He's looking good with. Um, he's looking good with um, Golden State. Yep. But as we know. The rookies, uh, the the rookie lags aren't in NBA shape, mind you. There's ten fewer games this year, but uh, we've seen rookies come out of the gate strong, and then fizzle off. So I have a, I have some I have some faith. He's a great passer. He's a smart guy, so I think he can last. Um, so Wiseman right now is plus two twenty five. Edwards plus three fifty. Halliburton plus six hundred. And Ball plus seven hundred. I don't like my odds, and it's going to be another bet I'm going to lose too <laughs> likely, and then uh, I will hopefully play another double or nothing. Yeah. Uh, until you just stop <laughs> betting with me You're like pay me my money bitch uh, so in the so in the eastern conference standings philly surprisingly six and one orlando five and two pacers five and two celtics five and three knicks 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 four and three <laughs> plus 1300 to make the playoffs uh cleveland four and three bucks four and three hawks four and three the nets who are sitting yeah. on the ninth seed Surprisingly or unsurprisingly, four and four. Uh, I will say, I feel like people are surprised. I'm not super surprised, mainly because Durant and Kyrie set out the one game, just the one, I think, mm-hmm. or they got uh, trounced. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, they look. You see the end of that Washington game the other day? I did. It was great. That was- that's pretty bad. Like I would not like I. Christ, I. How often have you ever seen Kevin Durant miss that shot? He, he, never. Well, actually, exactly. before the game, I think what or not? Sorry, before the game against Charlotte, he missed a baseline jumper, same same distance, mid range, baseline J, and he hits that. What as we've seen, nine it seems like ninety percent of the time. Yeah. I I guess I'll say I'm not surprised, and I and a big part of that too is, is the Dinwiddie thing. Mm. Uh that's a huge loss for them. I think I, I don't know. I, he's just that guy that, you know, when you take the other two out can still score kind of like Levert, but, uh, I don't know. I, I still don't think, I, I still don't think I'm not, we, we were both on the same page with this too, but the Kyrie and Katie in general, but them together, I just don't think it works. Like I don't, any success either of them have had has not like, if you're Kevin Durant, you go to a team with superstars, but, immediately who are unselfish superstars and who know how to win. And if you're Kyrie and you came from your one good offer or your one good situation was with um, LeBron was Cleveland. And, and again, you have guys like um, who can put their ego aside or who don't need the ball. Like to me, like the reason part of that worked in Cleveland was because Kevin Love pulled a Chris Bosch and immediately knew he was third fiddle and was fine with that role and played it well. And LeBron doesn't need the ball to be great. I think the problem is that like KD, obviously KD needs the ball to be great. Same, same with Kyrie. Like they're just not guys who to me do a whole lot more than score. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case that's going to be an issue in Brooklyn. I, I think that you just end up with one of those combos, of, uh, I don't know, like Russ and Harden or like any of those combos where they just end up shooting 70 shots a game. Some games it'll be great and everyone talks about how it's awesome that they drop 
combine 79 points a game together or it'll be uh, a game against Charlotte or against Washington. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think there's an in-between. Serious question for you. Did you say, yeah. did you sage before uh, this podcast? <laughs> I, I did. You didn't? You... <laughs> like, why can't, can't there just be a day that he does, I read about him doing something that doesn't make me hate him more? Just like, just win me back a little bit. Just a little bit, but every time, it's just, Hey, if some guy wants to use Sage, like I'm all for it. I like, like whatever. Like if you want to do that shit, smudging, whatever you call it, you know, my fiance, you call her now, I guess girlfriend, she does that to the house. I get it. I'm not like, I'm all for that spiritual stuff, but it's key. You got to keep kind of keep that separate. And I know that's always like the, the fine balance. We want more of our athletes. We want more honesty. We want to hear about them. And then once they're honest, we start to hate them a little bit sports hate, of course, but uh, Kyrie, he frustrates me so much because I've been so hot. I've been so hot and cold with him, and we've had numerous, like you said, numerous conversations about it. And I get the way, the reason why he doesn't want to talk to the media. Why? Because there's so many outlets out there and so many stories. You got a guy like me who has a small podcast that is just talking about this type of thing nonstop, whether it's text messages on this podcast or on my social media. And there's fucking yeah. millions of other people out there. So the noise for athletes must just be so it's just out there. There's no way you can't uh, not pay attention to it, but guess what? When you sign up for that fucking contract, you gotta, you gotta talk to the media. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you because guess what? When you want to become a famous actor, NBA player, whatever it might be, say goodbye to your privacy. Yeah. So Kyrie, I respect him as a player. I can't stand him. Victor Newman, Jack Abbott, him and Kevin Durant. (laughs) Um, And like what you said, so their game so far, they lost or they beat Golden State. They beat Boston. uh, Pretty big game. They lost to Charlotte, which was the matchup. Jay Triano versus Steve Nash. And that was a fantastic game. So they lost. They won two, lost two, and then they lost the second one against Memphis. Beat Atlanta, lost to Atlanta. Lost to Washington and that nail biter, and then just beat uh, Utah last night decisively. And I texted you before; yeah. it'd be interesting to watch Kyrie uh, without Durant. He comes out and scores eighteen points yeah. in the first quarter. I'm just yeah. going, oh man, what a dis- what a display! <laughs> if if one of those guys goes down, season's done. Yeah, sure. Se- season's done, and we know through history. Uh, through watching these two guys, for them to get through a complete season, I think uh, Kyrie's only got through one season where he's played all games, and Durant has yeah. never done it. Yeah. So, sure. so as far as staying healthy, if those guys can stay healthy, they're going to do well. Do I want them to do well? Yes, because of Nash. <laughs> because yeah. I, I love Nash. Do I want them to do well? Not really. Not really. I wonder, I wonder what that whole dynamic is like. Like, when you look up and down the bench on that team, it's so bizarre. Like, you see Dan Tony and Amari and Steve Nash. Like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like, I, I don't know. I just feel like there seems like maybe there's a giant disconnect between half that team. I was I was thinking the same thing, but I almost think that maybe Amare is good for Kyrie because Amare does the red wine baths. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he's like a very spiritual guy. He's rolling in a That's fucking true. bottle of or a big tub of Pinot Noir just to uh, to help with his uh, 
to, to help with his body. I was, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking that yesterday, like, what is that locker room? Like, like, it's okay to be weird. I'm a weird fucking dude. Yeah, um, sure. and weird is okay. But like how you present your weird is a whole different kind of vibe. And like yeah. you're, you're weird. People accept your weird when it's genuine and people don't yeah. accept your weird when it seems made up or that you think you're too smart for everybody and being very pretentious in that delivery. I think that's the disconnect right there is that Kyrie is just not weird. He's like almost, he's pretending to be weird and smart. He's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like a poor kid that got into Harvard, but doesn't want to let everybody know that he's poor. So he's just putting on this <laughs> fucking huge show. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's highly entertaining to watch. One thing yeah. that you alluded to though, there a little bit earlier and sorry, I'm backtracking a little bit was uh, like what, what they bring to the table. One thing, like Kyrie and with regards to Kyrie and Kevin Durant about mainly it's just putting up a ton of shots. One thing I will give them credit for, and especially Kyrie, cause I've been watching it pretty closely, how hard they're playing defense. And yeah. I got, I got to give them credit because I've seen Kyrie just running all over the court and, you know, he does get burned a lot on like the certain one-on-one plays, but the sneaky cerebral type steals that he gets and being in the right positions and then Kevin Durant, I think he was second or third place in uh, defensive player of the year, I think, when he was with the Warriors his first year. We talk about like the dynamic in that locker room as well. And then we look at the dynamic in the Clippers locker room going forward. We saw that we were talking about that game with uh, Phoenix and the Clippers. And they are just lighting Paul George up. Like they are fucking in his ear, in his ear. And you're just like, wow, this is getting heated. This is great. Me and you love this. We love when guys don't get along smashing everybody and just like absolutely loving it. But afterwards it was true. And, 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 uh, Paul George came out and said, Hey, I, yeah, they're chirping me. They're saying I'm soft. And you saw Devin Booker, like, shut up. You soft ass N word like this. It's great. What have you thought about the Clippers so far, and, and where do you think they're going to land? I'm at that point, unfortunately, with Paul George, where I feel like I almost can't appreciate him as a basketball player anymore, which sucks. Same. Because he, because he was very, like, he hit some pretty impressive shots in that game against Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think that uh, that whole situation works in any way. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like you have to look at like model certain franchises and how they go about things. And I just feel like the Clippers are just doing Clipper things. I, <laughs> I, I think that Paul George, which I find this hilarious is that for the rest of his life, like he has to play essentially like 72 this year or normally 82, like meaningless games every year of his life now. And no one will ever care about it until the playoffs and see what he does. <laughs> That's why you don't give yourself nicknames. Exactly. Kid, kids out there. Kids out there. Don't go don't, don't get a nickname. Don't give yourself a yeah. nickname. Kobe's the only guy who's ever gotten away with it. It's, yeah, that's a good point. Um but yeah, true. Like I don't I don't know. I just don't know how I feel like with what happened in the playoffs last year, I feel like a lot of the maybe a lot of the role guys in that locker room kind of have a lot of doubt in the leadership. I think that Kawhi is mm-hmm. a weird guy to have leading your team in the first place and, and you need the right guys around him to really get him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think it, like it's a big deal to see Harold just jump across the other side of the stable center. I think that kind of speaks volumes on what that team 
chemistry was like last year for him to see what's going on, on the other side and want to do that versus be with the Clippers and then to have a guy like Ty Lue come in. Like, I don't think Doc was the guy, but I don't think Ty Lue's the guy either. Like, we talked about that. We we're like, God, they need like a like an authoritarian coach, like the opposite of Doc Rivers. Like, need like get away from the players' coach idea, and then they hired Ty Lue. Like, Jesus, Awful. I don't know. I think they'll, Awful I think they'll end up being. I think they'll end up being top. I can't imagine them not being top three in the West, and probably. I don't know. I I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up being like Lakers Clippers in the conference final. Yeah. No. Like I, I don't. I don't. But at the same time, I just like I said to you, like I just don't think that. I, I think that their like I said, their losses are a great reflection on them more so than their wins, and. When they lose, they lose like a bunch of fucking losers. Like there's just there like there's there's just so little fight in it, which is just a weird thing to watch. Like it's just like did you watch any of that death when they lost to Dallas? Like it was just at some point you can't just come back and outscore a team and just keep shooting threes and think it'll all be better. Like not everyone is the Golden State Warriors from a couple of years ago. And at some point someone needs to be tough in some way and when your your leader isn't I think that's just that's why he is playoff T, and that's why that team will be what they are. There's no know. fight. There's no fight at all in them. Yeah. And what was that? That was the first time. What was it? If Dallas didn't score in the second yeah. half, they still, they, st- won by- they still would have won. Yeah. That's that is. You that's know, absurd. we look we look at stats. How many stats do we see a day? Instagram, yeah. whatever we're reading, that might be top five craziest stats I've ever read in my entire life. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Or, yeah. or headline, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. But you're right with, with a uh, playoff P I hate calling him that. Cause it's such a douchey name, but uh, <laughs> we're going to call him that. He, yeah. when he gets rolling, there's nobody that, well, there's, there are people that look just as cool, but he looks just really great when he looks good. Yeah. It's tough to top him. Um, one thing I'll give him a, a little bit of credit for, as I watched pretty closely was that he didn't back down from Phoenix. So I'm like, okay, yeah. like I'll, I'll, I'm still in your camp. I'm still not a huge fan. You lost me, but it's kind of like Breaking Bad, like third season where he goes through the whole thing, the overdose with his girlfriend. It's just like, okay, this is a great show, but like this has really failed to live up to it. But now, 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 but I see there's some fight and everything's coming around and I liked it. And he, he got back into it because, you know, Chris Paul is probably the biggest asshole on a basketball court. He's given it back. He's given it back to Chris Paul. He's given it back to Devin Booker. And then he went oh. out, and I think at that time he had, I think that was the fourth quarter, he had about 32 points, ended up with 39, and just kept, yeah. kept on coming back. So I got to give him props, and I like it. I think he is a soft guy. I think he's sensitive. Um, but I like that he did come back. And you're right with Kawhi, too. Kawhi. Wasn't the vocal leader, but the benefit he had in, well, we'll start with San Antonio. He had, he had Timmy Duncan and he wasn't a vocal leader, but he had the pedigree to lead by example and guys like Ginobili and then pop, of course. Um, and then in Toronto, you had guys like Lowry who, you know, who was a big, who was a big voice and uh, leader, but the second fiddle in LA, like you said, is George and he's not a vocal guy. He's, he's not a vocal guy. So if you, both your leaders are quiet, it's, it's tough. And then that's where you see the, the no the no fight. So like you said, it sounds like we're really knocking them here, but yeah, you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, Western conference finals, LA, LA, but you had a hot take on where you think Kawhi might be next year. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Absolutely. (laughs) You you think the Lakers? 
I could see it. Do they have the money? Uh, that's a good question. I think they must. They must. Who are they giving money to over there? LeBron and AD, which is fine. Everyone has a couple maxes. And then what? Who's the next biggest contract on that team? They got a super discount for Harrell. Yeah, got him at nine. Kuzma's got him at nine big, per. I think Kuzma's yeah, right around Kuzma's twelve. Kuzma's not making crazy money. Like I don't know what twelve ish. Yeah, maybe fifteen. And then who else on that team is making lots of money? Yeah, yeah. And you know, do these go? Do those guys restructure? I don't think you can restructure that max. But you know, the salary yeah, count. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that could work. We know. We both know that LeBron's going to be stacking this team. Yeah, with, exactly. Yeah, so who's he going after then? What else does he need as a, another piece? Is, is my thought, and and also on the other side of it is that like, I think after two years of dealing with this Clipper bullshit that he's had to, Kawhi is just like, God, you know, it was kind of nice <laughs> not <laughs> dealing with any of that. Like, Christ, the guy had to like basically was credited with and or kind of did carry a fucking country on his shoulders for a whole playoffs and into a championship. And I feel like he feels more pressure every day of his life now. And he can, and part of it was like, it came down to, it came down to what Lakers, Clippers and Raps was the whole thing with him. I think he's probably yeah. wouldn't be against being like, you know what? He, Cause you know, if you're those guys now, especially, and we're talking about, let's talk about Kyrie and, and the media and everyone else and all those guys, you know, that if you're anyone at this point, like you're walking into LA and LeBron's like, don't worry, man. I got you covered. Like you don't have to worry about any of that shit. He just takes it all on and does so well with it. And uh, and also, same argument as before with like LeBron not needing the ball in his hands. Like I, that's just LeBron's more than happy to sacrifice some of his points for games and to let Kawhi take more shots or for Kawhi to have an easier life and him and both those him and AD and Kawhi. Christ, that'd be pretty sweet to watch. Oh my god. The defensively is the first thing that pops into my mind is just yeah. how oh. they would just lock everybody down and they can all play like a point guard. Like each one of them could play point and that's an average height of what call that six ten between yeah. them, six nine maybe. Oh yeah. one thing I, I, I agree with you, and the one thing that Kevin uh Kevin Lowe um well he's not from the ring at ESPN now, but uh he's like one thing LeBron does, he'll get you to the promised land. GM, yep. GMs will get fired. Coaches will get fired. Players will get traded. But the trade-off, <laughs> you get to the finals. Yeah, exactly. You're selling your soul, but you're getting your end of the bargain out of it. He keeps his, he keeps his word. Yeah, if you want to win, that's where you go. And there's, yep. there's things that are going to come along with it, but that's the business side of it. And if you want to be a franchise that wants to win games and win titles... You get LeBron, and if players want to come and be a part of that and take a take a little bit of a discount, maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Their their odds right now. So the odds to win the title right now: Lakers are plus two seventy five, Bucks are plus five fifty, the Nets are plus six hundred. That is high. I don't know how that the Nets are still at plus six hundred. Clippers plus 650, and then it goes, it almost, or it does double from there. Boston, Nuggets, yeah. Heat plus 1400 and plus 1800, respectively. Like, Man, that's a weird, that's a weird, uh, like the drop off is quick for a team like Boston there, isn't it? It seems, yeah. I don't know, they've, they've been like super impressive this year already, but I mean, they're not that different than last year. And last year, they're pretty damn close to being there. And they lost Hayward. 
Yeah, yeah, true. Thing with what they have with, with that, what that deal afforded them to do is, I believe right now that they have eighteen to twenty-one million dollars in cap space that, oh. that they're that they're able to use. So I think Boston is going to be a big player coming yeah. down coming down the stretch before the trade trade deadline. Yeah. Um, but I think when you look at a team like Boston, there's like Danny Ainge, she's a genius, cutthroat genius, trading Isaiah Thomas after yeah. after the hip injury, and his sister died. But um, <laughs> just awful cutthroat. Speaking of the business of the game, but um, you look at it in their their window. They had all these draft picks, yeah. You know, but you know these draft picks. If you have a fourteen and a seventeen, you're not trading that for a fourth. So no. as as good as those draft picks looked, I don't know how well they were utilized. And that Boston window with Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum on their entry-level contracts was great. Now that you have yeah. them both on maxes, it makes it far more difficult to to pivot. So if they can do something with this, uh, with the extra money that they have, I think you see those odds skyrocket to a plus 600 right around where the nets are. But if they stay stagnant, I don't know if you're winning a title with those guys. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that, I don't know, did we talk about how maybe like Kemba's the guy to leave? Yeah, Kemba's got like, to yeah, I think if you have that cap space and you were to get rid of Kemba, someone will want someone very good will want Kemba and for the Bo- for Boston to get what they actually need, which isn't a Kemba, right? Like I feel like it was just that year where like he was the biggest name guy, and so all, like the five main teams just always go after the biggest name guy and don't even half the time think about where he fits in it. There's like ah oh, whatever, we'll make it work. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of work for for Boston to do. Can they squeak out? Um, couple wins, but then I guess if you look at the Eastern Conference right now, is Philly for real? Who knows? Is Miami well, for is Miami for real? Maybe Bucks are definitely for, Bucks are definitely for real. Are the Nets for real? I don't know. So could Boston sneak into the conference championship? I think yeah. so. That's one of those things, right? Like you look at like who looks good right now. Philly looks good right now. There's a couple reasons, but like I was just looking at their who they played. So Philly's played the Hornets twice. Mm-hmm. They played, they beat the Celtics that first. Uh, oh, sorry, wait, oh, that was preseason. So never mind. They played. They beat the Hornets twice. They lost to the Cavs, uh, and then they beat the Wizards, the Knicks, the Raps, and the Magic. Like I don't know, man. Like that's not. I'm not sold on that. But also, in my mind, I, I'm kind of like what we were talking about the Raptors. Like that to me, Boston and Miami look like. They didn't get a long off season, and Philly looks like they had a long off season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like those teams that are kind of doing, like making the noise in that sense. So far, just look fresh, which I mean, it makes perfect sense. Um, and how? But I guess how many of those teams who don't necessarily look fresh? Like, where do you get that that gear? Like, when you get that time off to kind of regenerate? The only one who looks like they um, aren't tired who played into well into champions is are the Lakers <laughs> but that's just because LeBron's a robot so I don't know. <laughs> it's true and it's almost <laughs> like like the, it's that old adage too the less you do the less you want to do so if you're going into practice and then you're just going home and everybody's yeah. just going home everybody's just hanging out and just like you know obviously guys are probably getting their workouts in and you know maybe grabbing a bite somewhere but especially right now everything's and I guess it changes all through the states but for the most part 
you're these guys got to be so conscious about where they're going and just be on like lockdown essentially amongst themselves. You know, I almost think that's more of an inhibitor to having energy because you have the more time rather than when you're able to go, able to go out to the clubs, see your friends, have all these fun times, go into the clubs with all these girls. And that's what NBA players do. You know, they're not able to do the extracurricular activities um, to allow them to get out and free. So I think the sluggishness that we're seeing is just part of probably too much time off like within between games and just not knowing yeah. how, to, how to fill that time. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Not that I've ever got myself into trouble when I didn't have enough time to fill. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why we're talking now. This keeps, this keeps me on the straight and narrow. Well, for the most part, for the most part, no, uh, no. another interesting player too. I think we're going to, we'll probably cap it off on this, but you please fill in the blanks. If there's anything that, uh, that I mess is, um, the Westbrook situation. Yeah. First of all, I always yeah. like to see players when they get into new unis, and he looks fucking great in the new uni. Those Washington yep. jerseys are really cool. <laughs> Beal looks badass yeah, as, as well, but Westbrook just looks cool in it. But yeah. obviously, that's not uh, that's not uh, helping in their wins loss category. No. Is there is he going to die on that team, or is he going to is or is he going to end up with another team like? Before, I, I think it's crazy, two years ago, sorry to cut you off, two years ago no. we looked at the Westbrook contract, we look at the John Wall contract, like no way any teams will be able to get out of these contracts. And now they've been, now these guys are moving all over, so any contract can be moved. Is this is this where we see him finish his career or, or what? I, I can't imagine so. I, I don't know, I, I don't feel, I don't think so. I think he's going to have a solid little like, Shaq Rainbow thing going on by the end of his uh, career, jersey wise. But I don't know where. Like, I just feel like I just don't know where that guy fits. But, but I guess I don't know why they keep trying to team him with another ball centric guard. Though, I feel like that's just not is not working. But what works with him is it just in my head? Like, I don't know, Oklahoma City. <laughs> like, where Oklahoma City were with him a couple years ago, where there's not really another scorer. Mm-hmm. And he just gets to do whatever he wants, but you're not going to win a championship. I guess I don't know. You can look at a lot of those guys and think, well, you can put him somewhere as a piece to do something, or like. But I don't know where that place is for him. I I I don't know the whole like I, I, it's it's him and Bradley Beal. Just I don't know. I it's like Portland or. I guess Houston now too is confusing. I just don't know what the goal is. He's just having max players and max contracts for the sake of having max contracts. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I don't know what Westbrook wants. Like, I, you think he's kind of done? You think he's given up on winning? I. It's a great question, and you wonder when you made when you've made all of this money, and when, when, how is it not humanly possible to almost sit back? and relax a little bit. Like he's, we're in the 2021 season. He's making 41 this year. He's got 44 next year and then 47 the year after that. So as far as plugging him in as that cap just, or as that salary just rises, as far as a piece goes, it's almost impossible to bring that salary cap, especially as it's so backloaded. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't think his, from his like, 
the character wise, I almost think like he, what he might end up being in a couple years, maybe wanting, well, mean, obviously once that contract is done, but like I could see him maybe later on embracing, um, like a Lou Williams kind of situation. Like maybe, like maybe he's that guy who like averages 16 points a game, but he comes off the bench as the sixth guy and with the second unit and just takes 14 shots in 15 minutes. And that works on a team that's actually good. I don't know. I don't, otherwise, I don't know. I don't, I feel like he's just kind of in no man's land now. I don't know where you want to put him or what his situation is. I don't, like the peak seems like it was. Um, is he embracing, I, is he embracing coming off the bench? Even I say, so, yeah, well, he's 32 right now. So what is he going to 33, 30? So he'll be 35 or yeah. late, late 34 when he can sign that, that new deal. Yeah. I don't know. It depends how bad he wants to win. If he wants to win pretty badly and and can put who he is kind of aside to some extent and not be the guy, I, I think maybe. But I, I also think there's very few situations that would work for him in that capacity. It's obviously a pretty unique situation. So I don't know. I, I, uh, he seems to also, is it just me or is he kind of seem like he's getting worse? he's the guy we saw you know what he's very similar to iverson once iverson got bad he got really bad and we're talking about about Kyrie, and we chirp him blah blah but then he goes out and like shoots like 13 for 19 or does like a lot like when's the last time you saw a stat line of russell westbrook where he wasn't like four for 18 and and 20 some odd points yeah his his shooting percentage right now i think is the bottom 10 percent his shooting is so bad like it's just i don't know it is tough i don't know like but on the flip side for him i guess like i feel like he's probably happier there than dealing with all this shit houston i don't know yeah but what's crazy right now is he's averaging a triple double like he's still like all these percentages are so terrible yeah but he's still averaging himself a triple double he's, I, he's like ice cube Westbrook? yeah there I, I don't know i mean it, it starts off back when he was averaging like got the mvp I'm not sure anymore if there is like a more historically or isn't the word, but like thought after achievement of like the triple double that I am less impressed with. Yeah. Like like if you're, if you're a guard who's athletic in the NBA, like the hardest part of the triple double for them at this point would be rebounding it. Even then how many people offensive rebound anymore and how many shots get put up in a game. And then from that standpoint with assists and with, and how many points get scored? Like, like every time I feel like I watch a game now, teams have a hundred points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, you can't, get, you can't get ten assists off of. I don't know. I can't do that math. Seventy baskets. <laughs> hey, you want to borrow my abacus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though, I I do, and I and I get that argument where people aren't as impressed by the triple double, but I like liken it to like abstract art. It's just like people just see this piece of abstract art of this painting that just looks like a bunch of paint splashed on the, on the, uh, the canvas. And they're just like, I could have done that, but guess what? You didn't, you know? And I feel like with the triple double, well, yeah, you're right. All these things happen. There's more shots. There's more assists. All that is correct, but nobody else is doing it. So what's the reason for it? Is he selfish? Possibly, but he's a great teammate. Teammates love him. Um, if you look at it, is he chasing rebounds? Probably. Does he want to get a triple double every game? Probably. 
But yeah. I feel if it was this easy, we would see guys like LeBron, Giannis. We would see more guys do it. But I think it's really hard to do. There you go. I guess I feel like it's something we disagree on. Yeah. No, but I get <laughs> right, it. But yeah. I, but I, but I get it though because you're right because because then you could just add on the fact that hey, well, yeah, he is bumping other guys out for this rebound. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's hawking at it, and you know he does. You know how many? How much does he have the ball in his hands? Well, he's got the ball in his hands forty percent of the time. So those those assists or those extra three assists come organically. You know, by him, by him just fucking fumbling the ball in the, in the paint while he's driving to the hoop, yeah. you know, so he does get these stats that way. But yeah, looking at his, uh, his three point percentage this year, take a guess at what it is. <laughs> I didn't go with, uh, 16%, 22.7. And it's, right. it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty close and 38.6 field goal percentage, um, is, per game. Maybe that's, maybe that's the issue. Like it's real tough to be a very good guard in this league if you can't a three like i don't i don't think anyone really respects his three anymore no no his mvp year is when he started nailing the three yeah it it came out of it came out of nowhere and he was just hitting that shot consistently you're just like wow okay like this is this is impressive this is fun fun to watch but there is there is a chance too that he's just getting like older and tired (laughs) yeah his whole most of his success in his game is just that he just like has no like it's just pedal to the metal the whole time and even like even back at that year when you watch his shot like it's the reason like his shot has never been good but he got he gets so high on that jump shot that it doesn't matter how black of arc he has on it that it was going in and i just feel like he's like just slowly but surely losing the legs of it which was fair he's been doing this for however many years and is a pretty durable guy father time undefeated and that's why what i mentioned a little earlier too is we saw the same thing with iverson now iverson didn't put up these numbers but they they're smaller guys obviously iverson is quite a bit smaller than uh than westbrook probably by four inches but once that you're right once that energy goes and you're just like ah you got john morant chasing you around or deer and fox you're like Fuck, yeah. fuck this yeah. is me 10 this is me 10 years ago i had like twenty thousand yeah. minutes under my belt now um challenging but i've always loved them that contract the only way i think they're ever going to make that contract work is if they structure it in such a way that they take on like let's say he was going to get traded this year so he's got what 40 91 million they sign him for four years include that 91 million but break it down over like let's say 10 for the following two years so it's I call that 110 million, so it's still 25 a year, but it's better than paying yeah. 47. And then you get yeah. Westbrook at, at 25 a year. Is that a discount? Is it worth it when he's going to be turning 37 at the end of that contract if he chose to do so? I don't know, but that's the only way that I think that if he wanted to go to a contender, he would have to somewhat drop his pants for the back yeah. of, back end of his contract if he did want to win. I hope he does. Yeah, I, me too. Me too. I hope he does. I think us as fans deserve to watch him because I love the style he plays with. I love the tenacity. I love the energy. I love the fuck you attitude of it. And it'd be great to see him win. Yeah, I agree. Provide a little bit of that chippiness. Yeah. (sighs) Here's hoping. So so we're into almost 10 games in to the funky 72-game NBA season. I think we know less now, it feels like, than (laughs) than what we know. Um, we know, I guess we know the Lakers are good. We know yeah. that the Raptors might be bad, but they might be good. 
Yeah. We, we know the Nets, that we don't enjoy the Nets. We know Boston is could be there, and L.A. is just weird. <laughs> LA or Clippers are just weird. Do you think Balmer? Do you think Balmer and do you think Balmer and Kawhi just hang out for dinner and then they just don't say a word? <laughs> they just probably they just stare at each other and eat off each other's plates. Uh, maybe Serge is there just yapping both their ears off. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe eh? Serge just takes care of the ladies for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, buddy. Well, yeah. sorry your Dolphins didn't make the playoffs. That was brutal. Brutal. Why? Is that really what you had to do at the end? That's really what you had to do. Like, are you kidding me? That was brutal. <laughs> you were fired up yesterday. I want to get. A, I want to get some more of a spark. Uh, <laughs> do you have some? Do you have some cocktails last night? Uh, yeah, a couple, but nothing wild. Enough to get me irritated about the things that you're <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Oh, I love catch. I love catching up. I love it. Yeah. Um, and, but this is like, I think what they call it on the streets is a divorce weekend <laughs> this weekend coming up. I've been making dinner every night this week. I've been going out of my way to do like such nice things. Cause I'm just like, wow, you have no idea what to expect, babe. Maybe, maybe she does, but like, I'm literally going to be parked my fucking fat ass on the couch for the entire weekend watching yeah. football and on my phone talking um and having probably 15 different conversations going on which is so much you're smart, fun you're smart, though. That's, that's, that shows some solid growth and intelligence that you're doing all that before versus just the begging for forgiveness by doing it after oh yeah all over it you know went out you know pick that's her years up. of wisdom right there that's right i went out like i ordered chinese food for us last night and then went to the store I picked up a ProLine ticket and she saw that. And then I hid that. She loves Reese's Pieces cups. So I hid that and then I gave it to her right at the end. You don't want to give like the two nice gifts at the same time. If you want to do it like oh. separately, you know, Snacks. drag them out, drag, drag them out. So she it's, was, don't, she, let those, don't let those brownie points collide. They got the, mutually exclusive points. That's right. You got to <laughs> maximize. So I, I'm trying to get everything. What's today? Wednesday. So I'm trying to get everything uh, into my court before Sunday. So today I got I already have dinner plans. So it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Well, um, we got to do another one of these soon. There's going to be some yeah. updates going on. Uh, yeah. NFL is obviously a big focus, but uh, we're going to be chatting here soon. Thanks again for coming on, Mo Frere. It's always great. Thank you, Always a pleasure. And then we're going to have to have a little friendly bet too for uh, Habs, Leafs, who fit, who uh, places higher in the uh, yeah. Can- Canadian division this year. I'm always uh, I'm always happy to uh, throw my money away. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I think I know where that next bet's going. <laughs> Fuck you, well, Lamelo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just uh, I'm loyal to a fault with my teams in terms of gambling. That's why I can't gamble on it anymore half the time. It's bad news. Like, Yeah, bad news, for sure. Yeah, it's bad. It's, so, it's like I'm doing news. it. I just can't deal with it on my mind if I do it any other way, though. Yeah, I can't bet on the Niners. Try and avoid. I'll do some props on the Raptors because I don't really worry about the outcome of the actual game. Yeah. Uh, Leafs, I don't really bet on hockey too much. Yeah, yeah it just it feels dirty. It feels too dirty. Yeah. Especially when you lose. Double whammy if you lose. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, brother. All right, buddy. Uh, Enjoy your dinner tonight and uh, enjoy your weekend of 
football and include me in your uh, couch texting. Oh, 100%. 100%. You're at the top of the list, buddy. <laughs> All right. We'll be talking to you soon. All right. Too many MCs, not enough mics. Exit your show like I exit the turnpike. Dyson Dynamite.